biblical piece. And it's, it's something that I've been thinking about as we've been talking this through, ladies, is the fruit of the Spirit. Because it's always about the Spirit filling us and these things coming as a result of that. And I think sometimes in church, we sit under a good sermon or even in a Bible study, we look especially at these lists that are like, do this, don't do that. And we try to go home and wrestle that out in a, like some kind of a self-improvement plan rather than mm. allowing the Lord to fill us yes. up. Yes. And we just completely take our hands off the wheel and say, your will, like Mary did. I'm here to serve. I, what I want, what I think, none of it matters. What really ma- matters is the mind and heart of Christ. Merry Christmas, and thanks for joining us this Christmas Day on Study with Friends. I'm Paige Quadro, and I can't think of a better way to celebrate Jesus than to open up our Bibles and study His Word. This is the last week of our Advent series, and we hope you've enjoyed digging in each week to better understand the tradition of Advent and worship Jesus more fully. If you've missed any part of the series or would like to do the homework, you can find them and many other resources on our website, studywithfriends.org. Don't forget, you can stream us anytime on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, and you can check us out on our YouTube channel as well. Now, let's open up our Bibles and study Advent further by focusing on peace. I'll just remind us all that week one being hope Week two being faith, week three being joy, and now here we are week four in peace. They're all completely tied together. We've talked about all of these precepts throughout the time together because that's the whole point, Mm -hmm. that all of these things are wrapped up in Christ. And in Christ, he makes these things fully known to us. And so um, we're we're ending with peace, uh, but we kind of started with it. Mm-hmm. Too. I mean, in the time that we were talking about hope, Marilyn said, "But, but that hope gives me peace." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I'm I'm not a fan of artificially siloing things. You know, if there's um, if there's one thing I don't love about this tradition, it's that it's like this is the week of peace. It's not it. It's good. It's all good, but um, it's all completely intertwined. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that I discovered too. Is all that intertwining. Old Testament, New Testament, right? All these, the prophecies, everything comes, it's all interconnected. And these things are also all Christ. Joy, peace, hope, faith. Mm. Like it's, it's also all yes. him. Yes. All the fulfillment of all of it is in him. And so he just connects all of it. Well, and it okay. reminds you what a big God we serve. Yes. I remember once, uh, it just, he, he chooses to bring these things down to us in a fresh way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will share my own in retrospect, it feels in retrospect, it feels a little foolish, but I remember I was probably, you know, 30 years into my faith walk when I did a study of an in-depth study of revelation. And this particular teacher really showed me the absolute parallels between revelation and Genesis. So many parallels. And I was just so struck by the perfection of the bookends. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, it's like he planned it. <laughs> right. It's right. like he planned it. It's yeah. like he perfectly planned it. 
And and then I was like, oh, right. He did perfectly <laughs> plan it. <laughs> yeah. I can't even plan a good day that doesn't go wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have plans for my day, and they never work exactly mm-hmm. the way that I think they, they will. That's what, sort of to what we're talking about even here, the hope that we have and the faith that we have that God will do what he says he's going to do. The reason that we're awestruck by that is because we live in our humanness where we can't do anything that we try to do and a whole bunch of stuff happens that we did not intend at all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's just another example of his perfection. It just, it's, it's these different ways that God reveals himself and we are rightfully awed. That's something that maybe we miss a little bit in the Christmas season. I haven't talked yet about how busy we get. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. We all know that that's not right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we should be less worried about the stuff mm-hmm. and more focused on the sh- reshaping and reforming and rejuvenating of our faith as we approach this mm-hmm. holy day. Enough said. Mm. In that light. Okay. Isaiah 53, 5. John 14, 27. John 16, 33. Ephesians 2, 14. Okay. You guys tell me, what does peace mean biblically and personally? Mm. Pick one and expand. For me personally, uh, I, peace is freedom from worry mm. and fear. Mm. Um, I get so much peace when I remember that God is in control, that I don't have to worry about health issues or financial issues or <laughs> what I'm making for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm. none of that is is important because God has it in his in his hands. It's all under control, and it gives me such such peace. So I just was thinking biblically. He says, "Do not let your heart be troubled, troubled or fearful," and it's because of Him. And so the peace is what he gives us revealed through his word. And I I think that because we were just speaking of a million Bible studies coming up (laughs) that we're creating for the next eternity. (laughs) Peacemaking 101. Mm -hmm. We did talk about that. And something sitting heavy in my heart because we are definitely in a space where peace is lacking. And I want peace based on my decisions and someone else wants peace based on their decisions and they're not the same decision. And he says that peace is on him. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard because the way he asks us to be peaceful is to be humble yep. and to be more like Mary Surrender. and say, I'm your servant mm-hmm. and to be more like the shepherds and say, where I send you, I want you to go. And it's just, it's, it's a very difficult calling I, in my personal, like personally, it's a very difficult Mm -hmm. calling. Um, And yet I see it very, very clearly. He's speaking to me really heavily in this season in my life on uh, bringing peace in ways that are really uncomfortable and that the peace is through him. And sometimes it's not Mm -hmm. through me telling people about him, but me living in the way that he directs me to live. It's very difficult. Well, and because it's always going to be impossible for us to find peace through our own devices Mm -hmm. because we're not at peace. We're at war with the world. We're at war with our flesh. And only the spirit overcoming those things can create peace. Mm -hmm. So we're never going to be able to, it's like you said about humility. We're never going to be able to grab more peace. Mm. It's not a commodity. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I have a pastor, 
uh, that I really, really love, who says, being spirit-filled is not about how much more of the spirit you can grab, but about how much of yourself you can empty out so mm. he can fill mm. it up. Mm. And it's this opposite, mm. this opposite stuff. Um, one of my seminary professors calls it Bible logic, which basically what he's saying is it's illogical. Like, it doesn't make sense that while we were still sinners, he died for us. It doesn't, uh, he calls it gospel logic. What I say, Bible? Mm -hmm. Gospel logic. And uh, none of it makes sense that, that the peace that we get is from letting go. Mm -hmm. That it, none of it makes sense mm -hmm. in the world's economy, mm -hmm. in the world's reasoning. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a really great point. The biblical peace. And yes. it's, it's something that I've been thinking about as we've been talking this through, ladies, is um, the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because it's always about yeah. the spirit filling us and these things coming as a result of that. And I think sometimes in church we sit under a good sermon or even in a Bible study and we, we look especially at these lists that are like, do this, don't do that. And we try to go home and wrestle that out in a, like some kind of a self-improvement plan. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Rather than mm, allowing mm, the yeah. Lord to fill us yes, up. yes. And we just completely take our hands off the wheel and say, your will, like Mary did. I'm, I'm here to serve. I, what I want, what I think, none of it matters. What really ma matters is the mind and heart of Christ. The, the frustrating thing is, or for me frustrating, is that why can't I remember that? Because when I do remember that, things are so much easier. They're just so much easier. I am making them so much harder when I'm trying to do it of my own strength. And yet, I completely default back to that all the time. Mm. So peace being absolutely in that same category, it's really about allowing God's peace, the peace that passes understanding, the peace of the Lord, peace I give you, my peace I leave with you. He's saying it again and again mm -hmm. and again. This is not really for you to manufacture. This is for you to accept, adopt, and reflect to the rest of the world. So we talked about how Christ brings mm -hmm. us peace. Uh, let me ask a quick question. In the study, peace, Peacemaking 101, we're going to get into this, but there's a difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking. Okay, so peacekeeping in some cases would be just go along to get along is a good way mm -hmm. to, to describe that. Peacemaking is an active investment in the situation saying maybe if it's a conflict saying well I think what Jan is saying is x and I think what Marilyn is saying is y and helping people to understand and creating peace where no peace exists it's different than peacekeeping which is I'm just saying out of that right we're called to be peacemakers having said that little quick definition did Jesus always strike you uh, did Jesus strike you as a peacekeeper scripturally no any conflict there for you that it says he himself is our peace and yet the life that he lived was not really mm -hmm. about calming everybody down well i think he challenged us to look at our traditions um and things how things had how we have changed things you know god made it simple love me, love your neighbor. You know, traditionally Jewish history, so many laws were added and so many nuances. And he challenged that and, and said, you know, you, you've made it too hard. Let's simplify it. Let's get back to what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of peace 
in the fact that I don't have to remember all these however many rules there are. If I remember to love the Lord and love my neighbor, I'm going to accomplish everything else. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to work so hard to try to remember one and do it, number yes. two. Um, you know, I have much less to remember and much less to focus on doing. So mm-hmm. like what we were saying a moment ago, what you just said is he was disrupting the normative mm-hmm. behavior to actually create peace, right. more peace than they were able to experience. Is that what I heard you say? Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's what yeah. we said in our lives right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Because he is peace. And I love that because it's a great question because in reading, right, a, a bare bones reading of scripture, no background, no, it seems really hypocritical. Mm-hmm. And it's not because the peace is him. Mm-hmm. So what he's calling them to do mm-hmm. by shaking them up is really developing genuine peace, mm-hmm. not this momentary like peacekeeping, like that you we're said. Grasping for yeah. some kind of and peace external is just, peace, right? Like I just want to be calm. I don't want to fight with anyone. I don't want any chaos, and that's not the genuineness. Just like we were yeah. talking about the genuineness of faith and of joy, that's not the depth of what peace really is either, right? Just I'm going to be nice and leave everyone alone, and I'm not. I'm going to be in peace, and that's not what his peace is. His peace is living according to his word, loving people according to the way that he asks us to love people. And like you said, they weren't doing that. I, um, you know, I was just thinking while you were talking about, I told you I had just had 1-800 junk come to my house. That is peace inducing. Well, that's where I was was going. (laughs) That's where I was going. My, My basement in particular is where most of the stuff left. And um, it's like over the years, the basement just kind of turned into a gigantic dumpster. Preach. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, at one time, you know, it was really nice. We used to go down there, and that was our entertainment center, yada, yada, yada. And then the kids got bigger, and, it, you know, we, it, we stopped using it. Mm-hmm. And it became this dumpster. And then, of course, uh, you know, enter 1-800-JUNK. And now I can look at it and almost see peace so likewise do we have to empty ourselves of junk to know peace did christ (laughs) come to throw the trash out yes you know you've got to get rid of this pride and this you know all these rules and junk right stop trying to control people but stop trying to be in charge paul actually called it rubbish Mm mm-hmm Sure did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. All the things that he yes, learned. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, girl. So all of that from 1-800-JUNK. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing is Christ is like 1-800-JUNK. <laughs> I feel like we're plugging it. Yeah, plugging he came it. to <laughs> clear <laughs> out the junk out of our hearts. So I love that. Someone is I'm telling you, you, though, for them to come and just take that, there's a lot in that analogy. Yeah. Because the other thing that they do is basically they do all the work. Yeah. They don't, you don't have to like bring your stuff up to a staging area. They're like, just show us where it is. Just let us add it. Yeah. And then if you give us access to it, we will take it out that's and it will no longer trouble you. And that's with Christ. Just that ask, is a just good analogy. Yep. Just, ask just expose it. Just let him at it. And he will do all the rest of the work. That's a pretty good analogy. 
No, we don't get any money from 1-800. <laughs> <No. laughs> but maybe I'll call them for a yeah. sponsorship of this. <laughs> hey, 1-800-Junk, do you want to sponsor our Advent series? <laughs> Might not make sense to you, but let me break it down. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me make let me draw the connection for you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what that was really good. What um what about now? Does um does the name of Christ bring peace? Or do you find that sometimes culturally it brings division? And what do we do about that? I think in our current culture, it, there's a lot of division. Um, <laughs> we're not persecuted as Christians as they are in many other countries, but there is that undercurrent of blaming evangelicals for what's wrong with with our country and what's wrong with our world. Um, there's a lot of effort to take everything religious, at least from a Christian perspective, out of, you know, we no longer have Christmas holidays from the school. It's, it's the winter holiday, mm-hmm. and we're not allowed to mention what Christmas is all about. And, I mean, you can't take Christ out of the word Christmas, so they just eliminate the word Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, you know, there is a lot of conflict there. Um, it doesn't bring peace. <laughs> But how do, how do we approach that? I think, again, we have to look at the big picture. We have to look at God's promises and, and the hope that we have that there will ultimately be peace. Mm. Well, that's good. She said hope mm. and promises. So that was kind of our faith section. Mm. She just wrapped it all together, Marilyn, like a boss. Uh, you know what, though? Um, Let's be honest, there's not always even peace in our churches. Mm, No. So sometimes we use the word or our Savior as a weapon uh, and not as a a pathway to peace. Mm. So I think it just means that we still remain flesh and human and that by our flesh and humanity and living in the world we're not naturally peaceful people Mm -hmm. i mean war is a part of every era we just love to kill each other Mm -hmm. and i don't know i just think peace is a really big concept and understanding how christ is our peace to your scripture. He himself is our peace. Uh, there's a lot of unpacking there. This was a really high-level survey of, of these concepts for Advent, but you could, we could certainly you know, spend hours on each one. Um, so let's just bring it all back to ultimately what peace, we said it at the, at the beginning, so let's bookend it. The peace and hope, the faith and the joy of Christ, the was, is, and is to come, the birth date, which totally wasn't actually the day, right. <laughs> but the day that we celebrate his birth. Give me your final thoughts on how it all comes together and peace, you know, is a big piece of, a p- big piece of that, mm-hmm. a big part of that. Peace is a big piece of it. Peace is a big part of it. Um, but just give me your final thoughts on on how it all fits together and how Christ fulfills all these things for us. 
I just think now coming to, again, doing all this, I think it's just a month of celebration. And I think in our world, in our time, which I say that because I live in it, I'm sure 600 years ago, 800 years ago, 2000 years ago, it was much the same. Uh, in our time, we let that slip. We forget. And we forget that he fulfills all these things. We forget the hope, the peace, the joy that he's coming. Uh, we forget the love that he gave to us, uh, that God gave to us by having him born. And uh, then obviously him dying on the cross, which we celebrate around Easter time. So I just think that this is not just a time of reflection, but of really celebration over what we've been given and what we will be given eternally. And I don't want to forget it. Good. I think the time is a good time to um, to know that you know him, to know that you know him. There are many who claim him, and they don't know him. And it's evidenced by their behavior, you know, or what they do and don't do or say and don't say. But they claim him. Um, so... That's a good time to be sure that you, to know that you know him. Mm -hmm. Because if you know him, then all of this stuff comes with it. Like it just comes with it. The peace comes, the joy comes, the, mm -hmm. all that stuff comes with it. But you have to know him. You can't say you know him. You can't just read about him. You have Amen. to know him. Mm -hmm. And once you know him, there's certain things you can't do, there's certain things you can't say. You know, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Any reflections from you? What they said. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I will, I will say this and we'll pray it out. The manger means nothing without the cross. Mm -hmm. And so as we think about the birth, we have to think about mm -hmm. the resurrection. Paul himself and uh, you know writes if Christ is not raised then none of this matters. Yeah. So the manger anticipates mm -hmm. the empty tomb. I'm not skipping over the death. The death is significant, but the death means nothing without the empty tomb. And so uh, let's let's close with that. God, thank you for the birth, death, and resurrection of your son, for fulfilled promises, for your faithfulness to the covenants that started in the garden that you bring through Christ and to the end of your kingdom calendar. You who were and are and are to come. We thank you and we praise you. We are in awe of you and we love you. Happy birthday. Amen. Amen. Hi, Paige Quadro again. My heart is so full after four weeks of really truly digging into Advent and understanding beyond just the church tradition, but really looking at the faith, the hope, the joy, and the peace that we feel from Christ coming to the earth. And as we expectantly await for him coming again, how we can hold on to these precepts. Thanks again for listening. Study with Friends is a Bible study like you would find at your local church. If you're not involved in a church, we so encourage you to find one that teaches directly from God's word and will give you true Christian fellowship as you follow wholeheartedly after Jesus. 
At Study With Friends, we love to hear how our ministry has touched your life or how we might pray for you. You can reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or send us an email at info at studywithfriends.org. If you've been encouraged through our ministry, would you prayerfully consider donating? Monthly partners are especially helpful, but no amount is too small, and we are always grateful and thankful for whatever you feel led to give. From all of us here, Merry Christmas. We hope you have a safe and restful holiday season worshiping Jesus. Until the next time when we study with friends. Mm -hmm.